Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke. Robert! This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be discussing the Challenge Season 35 Total Madness Reunion Part 2 or some shit. I believe it's called Behind the Madness. Sounds about right to me. Um, Before we jump into our amazing discussion of what I believe is going to be the final episode of the challenge for quite a while, why don't you guys go check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. $5 bonus tier gets you two bonus podcasts a month. We have one more bonus show that we will be dropping before the end of July, so take uh, listen to everything that we've dropped. We started at the beginning of this year, and we've done two a month so far. It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it, Ash? I'm loving it. Also, something that you could do for us is rate us five stars on the Apple Podcasts app and tell us, good job on this season of recaps, Nick and Ash. Yeah. It would be very nice if you did that. Uh, we thrive on positive feedback. Yes, we do. Ash, you ready to jump into it? I am ready. This reunion slash shit they shouldn't show starts with Vernon Davis. Shit they should have shown would be what (laughs) I think you are trying to say. Not shit they shouldn't show. (laughs) Although maybe some of this falls in there. Would you consider this maybe the shit they shouldn't show? There's a couple of things I don't think need to be shown. Okay. But, you know, uh, we we got our new host, Vernon Davis, once again, doing a great job. Vern. This time, and I don't know if Vernon Davis said this last week. He might have, and we just missed it. But this time, he says that he is a Challenge Super fan, and I am here for it. Yeah, because we were wondering, like, what makes Vernon Davis a good host for this? I thought he was actually more than competent on the first part of the reunion last week. Yeah. But uh, now he's saying that he is a super fan. So I'll tell you what, if that's the case and if that's the truth, then hey, hell to Vern. It all makes sense now because we were like, this guy's hosting this show as if he's watched it. Absolutely. And And he's doing a good job. I will say that this um, episode felt a lot more like in line with the stuff that I don't love. Mm. But this is how they always used to do the shit they should have shown. Yeah. Where it was like, um, you know... Uh, just really segments, and and I I almost couldn't speak there, Uh, (laughs) like little compartmentalized pieces and little sound bites um, rather than like a full-on interview. I don't know that there was need for Vernon Davis to be there to set these things up, Mm. because I think they used to just have like, uh, like a graphic up, like crazies hookups, mm. you know, or something like that. But maybe I'm. It's been so long that maybe I'm. I'm, I'm remembering it wrong. But I liked Vernon being there because I felt like you know he was uh, dictating the flow of things, and I felt like he was very much in control. But you're right; it was uh, it was sort of designed to be a, a segment show, lots of segments. To me, he just started to fall into the stuff that I don't like with a host, where it was just like. This year, we saw a lot of stuff and canned something, something, and this sounds really red. Blobbity, blobbity, blobbity. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Which is what hosting is, and if you're not an actual television host, it's hard to actually make it sound natural. So I kind of was like, eh, that's kind of a bummer. But other than that, I thought he did, he did a, I'll give him an A+. Plus, that he did a great job. 
the first part of this uh, this hour long episode was about bunker problems. Okay, the toilets broke. The guys were pissing in the sink. Nelson said he saw women lift their legs to pee in the shower, like, which like fucking dogs. That's how you guys do it, right? You lift your legs like dogs. It's very odd. I you know no uh uh-uh. uh I've never lift my leg once That's to pee. That's interesting because my friend Nelson once <laughs> told me that uh, he saw women lift their legs in the shower like dogs. They had porta potties that were nicer than the toilets in the bunker. This is once again pulling back the curtain on the bunker was worse than we realized during this entire season. Yeah, maybe could have used a little bit of this in the show to kind of paint my uh, um, feelings uh, yeah. a little truer. Paint the picture. Because I believe a couple weeks ago we mentioned how we were like, this doesn't seem as bad as like maybe it was the well, way they were showing to us, right? We said that. Was that last week or on the fin- final? We've episode? talked about it a couple times on the podcast. Basically, just that we get interviews from challengers where they're like, yeah, this bunker is breaking us. But then we don't actually see footage that supports that thesis oh, or, I, or I we don't it, get information that was, supports that. It was Johnny's winning interview yeah. where he was like it was so hard this was the toughest he was like breaking down crying yeah and i'm like how it seemed normal but now this uh shit they shouldn't show uh let us know <laughs> that um yeah there was piss everywhere was piss everywhere <laughs> i mean honestly the, the 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 plumbing being stopped up the fact that people were urinating in sinks and in showers and at some point somebody took a dump in a urinal yeah that's what we were told now they said someone said that we were supposed to not flush toilet paper which i've been in situations before with old pipes where you're not supposed to flush toilet paper uh, i i know this you have a little waste basket next to the toilet we've all been there no um but i have not been there well you've also never internationally traveled and i think that has something to do yeah, with it i guess so and i and with this information i never will because <laughs> the only time i've ever had to do that is with international travel for whatever reason so I just think it's odd that no one told them to do that. They just yeah. assumed that they would know. These are these are not people these who know morons. these sort of things. Group shit in urinals. Um, it's also interesting. It seemed that most of the people that we saw hooking up on the show, or at least that I heard when you hooked up, you wanted to hook up in the showers because the cameras weren't there. So you're just hooking up with a lot of pee-pee pools. Yeah, like just some pee-pee and poopy on your feet. I like that, that we learned that Nelson peed on the wall Instead of like in the drain, um, and then Nelson goes and says that women were lifting their legs. It yeah. just makes me think Nelson doesn't really know how to pee. Yeah, he's just not in. He just doesn't know. He's just n- not clued in to how you pee, <laughs> especially women with the lifting of the legs. Um, this grossed me out. Uh, this entire deal. Strange thing to start the show with. Yeah, and you know it's very MTV, and uh, to start the show this way with pee pee and poo poo. Yeah, with pee pee and poo poo. <laughs> um, Didn't they? Um, you have anything else to say? I just, you know, it's funny to me that this is the way that they started. Uh, it's just like, man, you guys almost had it going on last episode with, with, with uh, how, how much I enjoyed the reunion. And I was like, oh, this is going to be even better. And they started with this pee-pee and poo-poo stuff. And I was like, I'll be honest, this is not turning me on. Uh, this is doing the opposite. And I, I started going, do I need this? Should they have not shown this to me? Should this be the shit they shouldn't show? During the pee-pee and poo-poo segment, I realized that um, there's been a couple of location changes for our challengers. People have moved around in their house. We're talking about as far as their interviews go on this particular episode. Yes, based 
uh, they clearly did this a couple of different times. Uh, they did the reunion stuff on a day, and then and then quite possibly the next day, maybe did this sort of follow up. But there were some people that were still in their same outfits, like same Anissa. Outfits. It seemed like they knocked Anissa out in one day. But uh, yeah, no, we had Nani in a completely different look. Uh, Casey and um, Casey was not in this. Casey wasn't in this. Casey and Josh were no longer together. Josh looks like he just came back from his cousin's quinceanera. The way that he was um, uh, dressed, I mean, this guy he had his hair. I mean, he it almost, did look a little. It, he looked dressed up like he was going to church or something. Yeah, he looked like overdressed for this occasion. He was also like, I guess, was that his home? Like, he looked like it was in the lobby of a nice hotel. <laughs> like, is that where he? It almost does feel like Miami living. The way that it looked, like pristine. Yeah. A lot of white Mm -hmm. happening. Um, But yeah, he looked like chill when he was last week. And this week he looked like he was like about to go on a job interview. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Who else changed? Corey made his bed and closed that bathroom door. Um, well, he looked like he had just thrown the sheet up from his bed. It was still pretty wrinkled. It was wrinkly, but it was made. It was made. It was technically made. Ashley had changed positions. I think Wes had changed positions. Because I'm looking in. I would say that's my favorite part about these Zoom shows is looking into people's homes. Oh, of course. Um, so then the next part of the sort of the bunker issues was that we learned that the bunker was haunted. Bailey is spiritually inclined and she can sense energy changes and she sensed a lot of different energy changes. Big T let us know that there was a ghost in the bunker named Ed who was like 90 something and that they did a seance one night and it was the worst decision of her life. Um, then a couple of people talked about seeing a ghost and hearing a voice. This is my thing. If you're with living with like 20 people and you see a shadow walk by, I think it's just safe to assume that was just one of the people you live with. Probably. Right. I mean, there's or also a lot, a, voice. Of pro- a lot of production walking around as well. Yeah. That's what I think is going on. But well, hey. It's interesting that you feel that way because I feel like you are inclined to say, yes, this place is haunted when somebody else thinks it's haunted. I do believe that it was haunted. But yeah. I'm also saying, let's question some of these. I heard a voice. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who live there. That's what was going on. I feel like if you were in that place, you would definitely be on the this is haunted camp. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, then we saw some unseen footage of Corey having a panic attack. Um, sorry you went through that, Corey. I kind of feel as though anytime I see somebody have a panic attack on television, I begin to have a panic attack. Yeah. And and this was uh, no different than when I saw Corey going through his panic attack situations. I, he, while he was on the show and, uh, it was, um, I think Swaggy was trying to like calm yeah. him down a little bit or just talk to him a little bit. Uh, he mentioned um, while it was happening, he was like, "Ah, my, I'm just I'm adjusting to a new place. It's like a new place." Mm-hmm. To me, I was like, "Oh, is that what triggers him? Just like a new environment? That's interesting." But then we got his interview, and he was talking about how he sleeps with a fan. And he actually pulled up his like cheap like Walmart box yeah, fan, yeah, box fan, which I've had like twelve different versions of in my life. Love a box fan, and uh, he's like, "I sleep with this fan on me twenty four seven. Oh, I guess he doesn't sleep twenty four seven. But uh, oh, when he's sleeping, he's got a fan going." And he said that the stillness of the air in the bunker was hot and it just felt heavy like it was pressing down on him Ugh. and he could not sleep. And I was like, that's when I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know if I would have survived because I need some sort of a fan or some sort of a, a white noise machine or something going usually when I sleep, especially if it's a little warm or the air is a little stale. I personally cannot sleep. I don't like it. I toss and turn. Add the fact that you are like locked in with no 
windows uh, might cause like some claustrophobia for me and then a sleepless night, which would eventually lead to me having a panic attack while Swaggy was rubbing my back. So I, I, I feel for Corey and I think that this opens up another level of Corey to me where I'm like, oh, Corey is a flawed, uh, not flawed, but he's a, a he's normal vulnerable. human. He's a vulnerable he's, person. He's human. He himself gets anxiety attacks. Uh, and uh, I uh, I get a lot of anxiety. Ashley gets a lot of anxiety. Oh, and so yeah. It, I was uh, very happy to hear that uh, he was, you know, we had some kinship with him. Yeah, I think, again, Corey was the star of this uh, Yes, I believe episode. so as well. Corey's knocking it out on the park on these reunions. Um, so we learned about Corey's panic attack. We also touched on Bailey's panic attack that she had had. Um, and, you know, it's just interesting here. We should talk about um, Swaggy's demeanor on this show. Both shows. Both shows. Yeah, last week and this week. Does not want to be there. Doesn't want to be there. What's the deal? Because he lost. And, I don't know. And then his, uh, his wife quit. And then he seems upset about that, maybe. Maybe something. I feel like we're missing some information. Maybe he's upset with someone. Was he maybe upset about the whole D situation and how it might have been handled and and the fact that I don't know. Who knows? Because he they were very much involved in the D situation, at least over uh, social media. Yeah. Um. So you know, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. I mean, does it, uh, did you poke around on the on the internet? At I didn't. All? I didn't. But yeah. I just wanted I I wanted to hear more Swaggy's point of view on some things. Um, but you know, he just didn't seem to want to be there. Um, Bailey, I feel like Bailey was pretty talkative. Um, I, I do, you bring up something interesting, which is that MTV never once in this reunion or this reunion part two shit they should not have shown. Um, they never talked about D. They never talked about cutting her out. They never talked about, they swiped it. They, they swiped it clean. They, it's just very interesting that they did that. And they didn't talk about it at all in the reunion. I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. It would have been very interesting if they would have went there. And, you know, they went there in other ways. Um, not there, but they kind of uh, answered a few questions that we had throughout the season that I was surprised they touched on um, in a good way. And, um, yeah, I guess this was they were just like, let's pretend that didn't happen. So different than when um, the Leroy-Camilla situation happened and then they did like a whole sort of show afterwards um, about racial injustice in America. Camilla won that season. Yeah. So they were, their hand was forced. So basically you're saying MTV does things based on if they feel like they're in a bad position or not. Oh, they're totally covering their ass. They figured out, hey, guess what? She didn't win this game, so we can probably cut her out. Let's mm. take a shot at it. And guess what? It worked. Because I forgot about her pretty much, and the show didn't have anything to do with her once it came down to the final. And I'm watching the reunion, and I'm not thinking about her at all. Yeah. So, I mean, we were forced to analyze this thing by law. By the way, that's why we do this podcast. Yeah. We are court-ordered. It's a legal agreement. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have to uh, think about it. But I think if I was just, you know, back in the day, classic Nick, pre-reality blows, just watching this shit, I would have just watched this shit and just moved on with my not life. Not even noticed. Not even noticed, yeah. Um, then we get into a segment on the show about tips on how to survive the challenge house. I really thought the interesting tips here were Johnny said, make sure you get a bottom bunk first. You want a lot of closet space. And then Kayla said it's one of the most stressful parts of the entire season, getting beds. Um, why a bottom bunk? Do uh, you know? You don't want to be on the top bunk. Why? Because now you have to climb a bunk. I have you ever slept on a top bunk? It's horrible. 
It's terrible. Yeah, but you're above everybody else. Nah, and no you one want can the, pee on you no, in their sleep. Because the bottom bunk, you can hang up like a curtain. You can have a little bit of privacy. There's something covering you on top. You don't want a top bunk. Mm. It just seems like that's not good. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the closet space, the bunk stuff, the anxiety that it takes to get it on that first day. Yes, what I took, what I thought was the most interesting part is. Uh, like hearing uh, Kyle speak about the fact that, you know, uh, day one, like you want to make sure you want to keep your friends close, but you, you might want a room in a room with a bunch of people that aren't your friends because you want to make sure that people are coming back to you, make friends with people you're not friends with so they can feed you information the entire season. So he was talking a little strategy. We also got some strategy talk from Wes here. Wes was talking about he wants, he looks around, he wants to see who the unattached people. Yeah. Who are the undecided votes? Who yeah. are the floaters? Who are the people that haven't made arrangements and, before coming? And let's soak those people up uh, into into your own alliance. So some good tidbits for future challengers, future prospects. Then we get into the hookup section of the show. Hookup section of the show. People were making out. People were massaging hands over bodies. Who's up first? Josh and Melissa. What the fuck? gotta be freaking kidding me yeah it was like whose big ass body is melissa massaging melissa was literally straddling it looked like a whale or some giant he's much bigger than her i didn't realize (laughs) the the how much bigger they are uh he is than she is but it goes to show you this uh you know this fight where she was jumping up on a table screaming in his face like where did that where did that lie in the yeah and the the massage hookup apparently they snogged and cuddled one night they had a kiss but other than that um and melissa didn't like the kiss oh that was the thing she rate she was like i don't want to be mean i'm gonna rate it a negative two out of (laughs) ten That's pretty mean. And said it was just, she was just like, it was all, uh, like all, uh, you know, seems like he maybe is like um, a sloppy, a sloppy kiss. He might be absorbing the person he's kissing. Like, uh, you know, and you know what? I'm looking at this guy and he is part of the thick tongue club of people who I kind of wonder why his speech pattern is weird. And it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing with his tongue. Um, And then so making out might be. Uh, part of that this made me like melissa less why because she dogged on his snogging yeah i don't want anybody talking about josh like that i don't know i think i think just the 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 the, the josh slamming is is par for the course i feel like josh would be very fun to make out with i think he's a cutie patootie and i you know what nick if i was a single gal and then josh came around i would be down um sorry that you had to hear that on the pod how do you feel? I feel totally fine. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I just think he's a cutie, and I didn't want him to be. I didn't. I didn't like that they uh, included that. Listen, we all love Josh. Okay. Give I just. It up. I didn't like that they included that. I didn't think it was necessary. No. All right, fine. Um, and I do also want to know when this Melissa yelling at Josh thing yeah, happened. Yeah, what's the timeline? I could have used a little, a little bit of that. Then we saw a crazy girl makeout night. Anissa, Jenny, Melissa, Nani. All sorts of stuff was happening. People were making out left and right. Apparently Nani's been making out with everybody all season. Um, yeah, that was just a wild, wild makeout night. There was a truth or dare that happened, and the girls started making out, and then all the guys left. Odd. And then the girls <laughs> kept making out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty, seemed like a pretty wild 
12 minutes that probably happened in this house that they stretched out yeah. to make seem longer. Um, yeah, didn't see any of that. Interesting that we didn't catch a second of the makeouts. I mean, I yeah. guess it went in this episode, but yeah, it's interesting to see uh, Jenny and Anissa making out. That was, I wouldn't have called that. Um, me neither. And Melissa and Nani seem to have like a thing going on the entire season. They were making out a couple of scenes. Yeah. One at that weird bar that they would go to every once in a while with the bright bar top. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, one in that uh, truth or dare scene. And it's, uh, to me, it's like they didn't want to add put any of that in there seems odd you know especially that's nani's storyline the fact that she was hooking up with uh casey or that she may or may not have been hooking up with casey right whatever but still i mean you think maybe that impeded on that storyline why didn't they include this hot makeout session in the regular season don't know don't know very strange choice then we go to um we see an angela and Nelson FaceTime Angela from the challenge, from X on the Beach, from the Bad Girls Club. Um, Angela Babkitz, I think is her last name. Something like that. I think that uh, it's safe to say that I like Angela. I find her to be an entertaining um, television personality. And I also think that I remember when this show was filming and there were rumors going around that Nelson was hooking up with someone. And so we saw Angela confronting Nelson about him possibly hooking up with someone in the bunker. She was crying. Nelson was torn apart um, because it was his birthday and that's not what he wanted. And then we learned that Corey is not an Angela fan. He goes, everyone knows I'm not a fan of Angela. And if my girl did that to me on my birthday, I'd feel so bad. Feel so, so bad. Yeah, it was an interesting thing here. It's surprising they didn't put that in, but maybe that was later and they didn't want to show the D stuff because this was about D. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Good um, point. Uh, you know, this was about Nelson hooking up with D. So, yeah, that could have been the reason why we didn't see it. Um, it was too bad. It seems like uh, Angela really wanted a little bit of her face on television. It was interesting that that's what happened, and then the end result was that the onus of, um, of a blame goes on Angela and Nelson breaks up with Angela when he comes back after he thinks about the fact of you know he did he we learn about that it. he broke up with he her? said that well because he, he ended the segment by basically saying that he's still in love with her yeah but he's like I came back I thought a lot about my life and about you know the relationships that I'm in it's just something I didn't want to happen you know it was uh, I, I was waiting for her to call me and, and mm. I was waiting for her to put on something sexy for me it was my birthday it's so tough in the bunker and this is what I get so I came back I had a long thought about think about it and we're not together anymore so mm. didn't seem like she was in the power position there. Mm. Uh, and also now when you see, uh, you know, Corey kind of speak about it, you know, Corey was probably like, you probably don't need this. Something tells me, hmm. something tells your boy, hmm. me, hmm. that Angela might be a little dramatic, maybe air on the dramatic side. And maybe it's a little volatile of a situation to be living with Angela. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not saying she's not a great person and a, and a very lovable person. But I don't know, based on her stage persona, based on her television persona, Angela seems like a little bit of a firecracker in a negative way mm. as far as maybe having to be be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember the courtship of that uh, X on the Beach season that we did watch, um, it was a little, it was kind of toxic to begin with. Um, yeah. Uh, it's s- always been toxic yeah. with Angela. So, except for one relationship, and that uh, is with Faith. I'll say They team, have a good yes. non-toxic relationship. I'll say Team Nelson all the way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he doesn't have to watch her lift her leg up anymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he gets, uh, 
I just want to know who we have to talk to to get a reality show about Chelsco and Angela. I want a reality. Uh, I want a simple life version of those two. They replace Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, and they go around America and do jobs. Okay, I'd take it. It would be great. And if that happens, I want full credit. Next up on the docket um, was this fact that Swaggy and Bailey were married already. And they wanted to keep that as a secret for their families. I guess they got married and didn't tell their families and mm. didn't want to tell people on TV so that their family found out while they were on TV. Must be, must be. Then we see people, we see the segment of the show of people getting hurt. We saw that segment where Nelson froze in the water. We saw that segment where Big T needed some fresh cotton pads. They kind of go through the whole Big T thing in detail about uh, how she wanted to wear a wig and heels to the hospital. Um, Big T, once again, very much beloved by the cast. I thought this Big T segment was kind of fun. Um, she does seem to be quite a character. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know how I feel about, you know, Johnny talking about Big T. I almost feel like there's a lot of laughing at her going on. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I don't I don't know that uh, I should feel like, oh, she's part of the gang. She almost feels like some like little dumb mm. sister that you kick around, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. laugh at. And then be like, yeah, but we love her. She's so cute. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, but she's a person, and I don't know. So, um, But she doesn't seem to have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. uh, she seems to really kind of enjoy the fact that she's the mascot when she's around. I I. I Unfortunately, I feel like she'll never be a really strong competitor on this show. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just don't think that she really has what it takes to make it to a final, right? Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's the the challenge of the old days where um, a little a little lady like that could make it to the final seemed to be gone. Susie Meister would not make it to a final in this day and age. Um, let's back it up just a smidgen. Because I forgot to mention in that relationship segment when we got the Nelson and Angela, when we got the Swaggy and Bailey are married, we also touched on the Jenna being engaged to Zach. And then Corey sort of speaking on it by being like, basically saying like, I kind of think it's uh, weird and like Jenna's going to do whatever she wants to do. But I don't think that was right what Zach did. And um, I'm not the person slipping into her DMs. I know who it is, but it's not me. And then we had a little bit of Jenna being like, ah, what, what Zach saw, I deserved how Zach treated me because what he saw was bad. And um, that's all I have to say about that. I don't have anything to say about this. Great. Yeah, kind of done talking about them. So then we got the Nelson getting hurt, the Big T getting hurt. Then we learned a, a fight we never saw, really, which was a, a, something that happened between Nelson and Bailey and Swaggy. Um, I remember in the season where, they, where there was a thing where Swaggy was on the tribunal and he was upset with Nelson, and now it all makes sense. So basically, Nelson went to Bailey and was like, listen, the Holy Trinity is against you. You're going to go next. And Bailey's like, where is this coming from? So I don't even like get this vibe at all so she goes she talks to nani she's like hey like can i talk to you like this is what nelson told me and nani's like you're totally fine that's not what's gonna happen like we like you don't worry i'm not gonna tell anybody then she went over to nelson and was like why did you tell her that and then nelson got upset and then had a fight with swaggy um about bailey and in this fight nelson i think he called her a rat and swaggy clearly got very upset 
they were separated. This is really the only time in this show that we saw um, Swaggy get animated and talk. And he was talking about why he got upset and how he would defend Bailey. And we just saw Bailey sort of sitting there beaming at him. Um, and it seems like they're a very strong couple. Yeah, she was very delighted in, in the recounting of uh, Swaggy sticking up for her. Um, and, uh, I mean, she really... I think she also really wanted us to see that she was happy about that, which... I believe it. Yeah, yeah. sure. But I, um, I, That's what I would do if it was you who was doing that. I would be beaming at you. Yes, but you... Yeah, but you could quite possibly be just doing that for the television. I don't know. Who knows? But this is about the only thing we got out of Swaggy. We didn't get anything else out of Swaggy, not in uh, this episode, not in the episode prior. Um, I don't know what he's bitter about, but he is bitter. Um, and Or was just really having a bad day. You know what? Also, another person who was similar, similarly uh, you know what I'm trying to say, um, had that sort of same persona was CT. CT yep. talked a little bit more, but still kind of the same vibe. Yeah. I'm Ornery. thinking, I'm thinking they are getting very low um, appearance checks. I'm thinking that participation checks are very low and that it's just kind of like, I'll be here, but I'm not going to say much. Interesting. That's my theory. Mm. And to that I say, I agree. I might yeah. do the same Gotta thing. Got to get your money, guys. At some point, I realized that CT had an oil diffuser on his kitchen counter. Ooh. Got excited about that. You did get excited about that. Um, but the Nelson Swaggy situation, I like how they, uh, you know, I, I thought it was um, appropriate how they ended it. Uh, and I, I Nelson really apologized. commend Nelson, um, uh, who went up and apologized to Swaggy. Um, Swaggy's basically like, listen, we were working together at the time, so he might have just wanted to smooth things over as far as our team goes. But nonetheless, he said all the right things, and I did what I had to do, which was accept it. And you see the clip, and you see Nelson say, listen, I'm even going to go apologize to Bailey right now. And, you know, they dapped it up and seemed like a, a, a good gentleman here. And you didn't see them fight at all for the rest of the season. As a mm -hmm. matter of fact, um, it actually makes more sense to me why Nelson really – um, like through his, uh, you know, weight behind Bailey in a few discussions, particularly in that really um, volatile couple of days where uh, Swaggy goes home and then Bailey needed to get her skull and then yeah. that whole Casey, Nani, yeah. Bailey situation. Nelson, Nelson was, there, was for Bailey. there for Bailey more than anybody else in the house. I mean, he was outwardly in the vote speaking for her, gave the vote to Bailey, um, and, uh, yeah. And you wonder, I wonder if it was almost like they either were working together more than we saw on the show, which I actually hadn't put the pieces together that they were working together, even in this, with the, where this clip implied yeah. that they were all in one sort of big Holy Trinity group. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Did you, mm -mm. did you realize the Holy I Trinity didn't. was working with like Corey and Nelson and, and them? Um, I mean, was that happening? I can't even remember. It feels like so long ago. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I, it's who knows, well, but I mean, I will say that like, Jenna and Corey have worked together in the past. It makes sense to me that Kayla would work with the Young Bucks. They're kind of the same generation. Nani is not. You know, she's closer to the Johnny West sort of alliance. But I could see them all working together. You know, they've all worked with Tony, and he's kind of a, a connecting between the two group, a connector. 
even though he wasn't I f- there. I feel like Nelson and Tony almost came to fisticuffs at, at a point. They might have, but Tony was worked with Hunter, who brought him into the Young Bucks. So I, I, it was enlightening for me at least last night that they had a big group going, um, and uh, I guess even that group was uh, loosely attached to Wes at a point as well. Must have been, yeah, because Bailey and and, and Swaggy. Swaggy were our Wes people. Um, and we also kind of felt, I think, throughout the season that Corey and Wes were kind of working with one another, mm-hmm. right? We there was a couple of that. moments. So, yeah, yeah, I like the way that they squashed this beef. And um, I, I wonder if he just felt bad about calling her a rat and that's why he was behind her uh, later in the season post-Swaggy or if they were still working together. I, yeah, maybe he just liked her. I do wish uh, I, knew, I knew more. Uh, not to bring up Survivor... Um, but it does seem like they allow us in on the alliances a little bit more on Survivor because yeah. um, it's like more outwardly part of the game where in the challenge um, it still just seems to be like a secret byproduct of trying to win the money. Yeah. They haven't leaned into strategy in, in, that deep. It's like, hey, if you're strong and you're tough and you're athletic, you can win the challenge. When right. It's a numbers game and they haven't really allowed us behind the curtain there why enough. not i mean they're yes. sitting on gold give us that gold I, I have listened to quite a bit of post uh, uh survivor podcasts where people are being interviewed on podcasts and there were uh, there always is way more alliances than we actually get to see but you can only show so much on television right but i feel like here there's unmanageable enough people and it would have made more sense if we would have known that there was like a holy trinity Corey young bucks thing that was really working totally unless they didn't talk about it at all hmm. you know but we did we saw this scene yeah. where they were they the cameras were showing uh swaggy and nelson anyway this was the most i think the most interesting part of the episode of last night that yeah. i saw because i thought this had implications on the game these are two people that i like to see also bailey i enjoy as well and would have would have liked to have seen this on the show plus you know me i love fights nick does love fights that is true um next up we we see kayla kind of telling her friend over facetime um about bear and her friend's like yeah mikey knows uh so we learned in this segment that her boyfriend knew what was happening when it was happening when she was hooking up with bear and that's kind of it that's kind of all this segment was and then she kind of says at the end like yeah, I don't really know what to do. Like, I made a mistake. I, I take full responsibility for that. I don't know how to handle it. There's not a guide about how to, like, mess up your life on reality television. So I just am who I am, and I did what I did. Uh, the guide should be written by D. Wow. Um, so, yeah, what I learned here um, is that uh, she doesn't didn't seem too upset about it because apparently the relationship between her and Mikey not working out and there were some things that were going on that her friends were kind of like yeah good riddance i think it's good for you and then also it seemed to me that um i believe it was nani who said that kayla has been in relationships like straight up relationship mode for like 20 years yeah and like time to you for you to do you she must have already been in the relationship with Sam. Yes. Uh, at the point of this interview, correct? Hundred percent. So I mean, how long was she not with Bear? Like the Bear thing? I guess she must had a month off. I, I mean, really? I feel like she met. Didn't you meet Sam? No, no, she didn't. That was like a weird Instagram Instagram thing. hookup. Yeah, but, we um, watch Kayla's YouTube channel. So what? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we kind of just get like this sort of like the the epic fails of the season. We epic learn fails. we learn that Nelson is bad at math. Nelson can't do math. Kyle's bad at driving. Kyle's dad is a stunt driver, and Little Fingers can't drive. Now wait a Someone minute. Someone called him Little Fingers. <laughs> Seriously, somebody did call him Little Fingers. <gasps> And who was it I that think called it was him Nelson? Little Fingers? I don't remember. Somebody called this man Little Fingers. Was it Casey? Because mm. Casey was like, I feel like she was. Someone was like Little Finger. It turns out Little Fingers didn't know how to drive. Does <laughs> where is this nickname? <laughs> Kyle, do you have Little Fingers? Do you have Little Fingers? <laughs> Kyle, hold your fingers up to the camera. Show Kyle, us your fingers. Do you have little Fingers. Hold on for a second, guys. We took a break and tried to Google. Every possible <laughs> variation of Kyle, the challenge, and Little Fingers, and came up with diddly squat. Uh, yeah, I we, did some image searches. We need the blowhards out there to to find out what that was, that Little Fingers thing, and it, let us know. DM us at uh, Reality Blows Podcast on Instagram, <laughs> okay, and let us know what the deal is, okay. Thank you. That brings us to um, our second to last segment, which was Nights Out. The crazy nights out. Eight crazy nights out. Josh pukes. Josh threw up in the van or whatever, and uh, it was a blacked out van, and they he threw up and 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 let's just say Anissa was upset. Nani lost a veneer. Nani lost a veneer. Could have had that episode. I would have loved to seen that episode. And I also didn't catch her without a veneer. They show us a second where they showed the her without the veneer and she just has a tiny tooth amongst all the other bigger teeth. Oh man. I, I mean she got those Turkish veneers and Turbo hooked her up. <laughs> She's losing them. Yeah, it's just uh yeah. Also, that... Nani had a comment here, like, by the way, like if I ever come on one of these shows, I'm gonna make sure I protect myself at all costs. Mm-hmm. She says that at some point in this show, she's very, also very stern in her in her interviews. Nani here. is not happy, not having it. And she's alluded last time she said she's not gonna do reality television again. This time she alluded if she ever does it again. Yeah, she'll be back. It's a easy, slippery slope. Yeah, that brings us to unless you have anything else to say about Nani's veneer. No. That brings us to sort of the final thoughts um, where people have a chance to say a couple final things. Nani says uh, her biggest regret is um, having the like looking out for so many people because no one looks out for her. And so she's not going to do that next time. Right. She said that a few times. Yeah. So I wonder what she's really referring to. I don't. I wish I understood. Is this a is this a Jenna Kayla such thing? Is she talking about her close alliance? I mean, she said that last week, like moments after Josh came to bat for her, um, over over the Anissa thing, where Josh interjected and was trying to defend Nani. Josh seems to have your back, Nani. Are Josh you, has your back, Nani. Are you talking about bananas? Are you talking about bananas? Is that what's going on? I think Nani feels a little salty over the fact that, um, you know, she was on that tribunal where her two best friends got sent home and Wes orchestrated a lie telling her that Jenna said she wanted to be voted in. So mm. maybe that has something could've to do with it. this. It could have been it. Another final thought is from Jenna who says, uh, yeah, I really regret um like that Kayla and I both had things at home 
that sort of stopped us from being our best this season because we really could have dominated this season. Uh, the three of us, we had the opportunity, we had the numbers, and instead we were both just distracted from the game. I agree. What a mistake it was for the both of them to throw away their games based on some dumbass boy shit. On, on a dude, on just some stinky dudes. Um, That's it. Wow. Final thoughts on the season. Um, you know, I was happy that we had something that sort of mirrored our experience in pandemic. They were locked in a bunker. We were locked in a bunker. Um, and it was nice to have uh, an entertainment to watch. Was this my favorite season? No, it wasn't. But I, a lot of people that I love were on the season. And Hopefully there's going to be a new season within the next year. Fingers crossed. Would love to see that. Quarantine those people together and then start shooting doggies. Okay. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening to this podcast, listening to our recaps. We spend a lot of time and love and energy uh, bringing you the quality recaps. And we just appreciate that you're out there listening to it. Yeah, I like this season. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. There were some weird moments here and there, uh, people getting cut out, this and that. I fear we won't have a challenge season for a while, but, um, you know, keep listening to these recaps. You know, go back, re-listen to them. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, re-listening value there. Go listen to an old recap of ours. We've been doing these recaps for a bunch of seasons now. You can catch them all on our uh, SoundCloud feed, I have them all in playlists. If you wanted to just go and listen to just them in a row, go check out our SoundCloud, Reality Blows Podcast, or uh, you can find them on this feed wherever you're listening as well. you got to search back. Um, I had a lot of fun doing this with you, Ash. Um, I had a, f- a lot of fun doing this for uh, the people who enjoy this. We thank you so much. And uh, until next season, may TJ uh, still be alive. And may you listen <laughs> to our Monday show. Yes. Bye. Bye.